Think you need to compromise who you are to advance your career as a black or brown woman? Think again. Because there's a playbook for corporate America and those aren't the rules. But you won't find it in college or on the job. I know because I learned the hard way and now I'm here to show you how the game is played. Hi, I'm Linda Talaferro, the Vice President of Quality at a global technology company and founder of The Tea, The Extra Effort, where I help black and brown women like you change the trajectory of their career with one-on-one coaching, workshops, and this podcast, Being Brown at Work. If you want to know how black and brown women are navigating everything from microaggressions to being the only person of color in the room so they can blaze their trail through corporate America, listen now. Greetings, greetings, everyone. This is Linda Talaferro. You know, it is my favorite time of the week. And you probably can already tell with the lights and everything. Okay, Linda, you're not in your usual place. No, I'm not. Actually, I am not. I've got my group here uh, from my, my professional life. I've got my global team. And we're actually doing a three-day workshop. And we're at a, off, we're at a team building event right now. But I cannot miss my favorite time of the week, which is being Brown at Work Live. So I welcome everyone to the live. And I know you see this beautiful face. You recognize her because she has joined us earlier in the year. And she was gracious to come back again and talk about a really critical topic, which is how to manage burnout. But before we dive in, let me remind you about this beautiful woman, Ashley Wynn Grimes. Baltimore, Maryland native, Black female entrepreneur and a registered nurse for more than 12 years, Ashley Wynn Grimes is the founder of Cannabis Nursing Solutions, LLC. She's the author of Stigmatized. If you guys remember, that was our first section when we did it earlier and I had the book. And if you haven't bought the book, I mean, what's up? Go buy the book. Okay, (laughs) seriously. Stigmatized. And the children's book is, I said this before, is it Asa? Asa. (laughs) Asa. See, I did it again, Ashley. Sorry about that. So Asa's Medicine. Ashley's work is dedicated to empowering patients and nursing professionals to make informed wellness choices with impactful educational medical programs that also serve to promote diverse representation and increase resiliency in those she serves. During her impressive career, Ashley has worked in various healthcare settings, including telemetry, nursing, quality improvement, which you guys know I'm in quality, professional development, She is responsible for trailblazing non-traditional cannabis patient care programs in Maryland that offer standardized approaches to dispensing cannabis for nursing professionals and children in school settings. Ashley holds a bachelor's of science degree in nursing and a master's degree in nurse education from Towson University. And in 2021, she was chosen for Baltimore Business Journal leaders in healthcare. Ashley also has a certification in professional development and is a Six Sigma Lean Black Belt or Lean Six Sigma Black Belt. Ashley, welcome back to Being Brown at Work Live. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I really appreciate all of that. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And the energy that exists that made me made my ear pods fall out. But really because, Ashley, we had such a phenomenal session uh, first time around when you were um, gracious enough to join me. And we talked about stigmatism and, you know, and how to deal with that. And I, you know, as I shared with you before, 
I've only had you and one other guest really focusing on self-care. And it's so important as we as Black and brown women, given everything we deal with day to day in our personal lives and in our professional lives around systemic racism, microaggressions, all those things, it's just really important for me to offer my audience this type of dialogue, right? How they can take care of themselves and to minimize as much as possible the impact. So, you know, let's just dive right in, Ashley, you know, prone to burnout. You know, as I shared with you, some of my clients pretend like it doesn't exist. Uh, They don't want to really own the fact that we can get pretty stressed and burned out and that we really could do some things for ourselves to uh, to reduce the impact. Yeah. So could you share a little bit, maybe even with some of your experience, I love your word when you use it with your tribe, um, around some of that same concept and, and how we, you know, really struggle with this at times. Yeah. So I think everyone is guilty of struggling with this. Uh, it's widespread, it's pervasive. Um, a lot of our cultures and our workplaces, our work environments do not support a lot of flexibility. Mm. Um, and the most simple example of that is just time constraint. You have to show up here at this time and be here from this time to this time. And you have to do this during, you know, so if, for example, if I'm supposed to show up at this time and, you know, I happen to not feel so great, um, maybe I'm feeling anxious in a moment or sad or whatever the emotion is in the time that you're experiencing it, there's really not a lot of wiggle room to address that. You have to focus on where you have to be. And so those constraints and, you know, and at the end of the day, this is the world that we live in. So, you know, these are real choices that need to be made every day. But I think the important part is to be able to recognize when that's occurring, when you're making the choice to neglect your self-care in a moment. Mm. So, um, you know, if in the example that I gave, you you have to be at work and you happen to feel anxious. Um, is there something that I can do that doesn't stop me from getting to where I need to go while also being mindful at the same time? Mm-hmm. Um, the simplest response to that is to take a deep breath. And just pause. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't think we allow ourselves to do. Right. I mean, that is it sounds simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of you that are listening to this live or catching this on the replay, you hear Ashley say that it sounds simple, but when it's actually time for you to do that, to just stop and pause and breathe, mm-hmm. it can be the most difficult thing to do. It can be. And that's because our emotions, like, so we're always caught up in our, our self-talk and, you know, in our routines yes. and the chatter is taking over. So if you're in a rush to get to work, the self-talk is probably saying, got to get to work, got to get to work, got to get to work. It's not mm-hmm. thinking, oh, you're ignoring this anxious feeling. No, you're you're focused on if your awareness is here, this is what you're trying to do. And so really what you're trying to do is um, course correct cycles or um, or patterns mm. that show up because we're so used to action or thought and then action, thought and then action. And there's no room for additional action or additional thought. Wow. Right? wow. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, say repeat that. Because that just when you said that, I don't know, that just resonated with me because you're right. We are so used to thought, action, thought, and then action. Mm-hmm. There's no really thought, action. Well, let me thought, thought. Yeah. Thought, 
Yeah. 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 That, we don't do that. You're absolutely or, right. Or on the flip side of that spectrum, it's thought, 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 and never any action. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. So true. So true. So, you know, and, and then let's, let's pile on top of that, mm-hmm. you know, that we're in an environment, we're trying to show up and be our best selves. Uh, we realize that people around us don't believe that we're capable of being much. Yeah. So then we're dealing with that pressure on top of the self-talk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you know, the, the in- external dialogue also matters. So if you're sometimes the internal chatter doesn't meet, match the external chatter. And so wow. um, the problem is then now you're in conflict with yourself because, you know, most of us really don't know who we are. So we don't know like oh, wow. how valuable the internal chatter actually is. We can't figure yeah. that out, you know, and it's hard to discern what what is what, because this is talking to you out here. You're talking to you in here is a mixture of what's out here and what's mm. in here. And you're like, well, what do I listen to? What, mm. what do I do next? How do I make sure that I stay like, you know, a whole person and yes. myself based on my external environment. And so, um, you know, and this and this significantly has a lot to do with personal and professional development. Um, you know, I know you mentioned you're at your conference yes. and you know team building because those are also the things that block us from being able to develop ourselves in the work that we do. Because there there's this innate need to want to find something that's comfortable, and and for a lot of people, if the comfort is what I used to do. Um, why would I consider what somebody else is telling me what I need to do? Well, okay. Wait, see, (laughs) see the gems, the gems from guests like Ashley, wait a minute. If the comfort is what I used to do, why would I listen to someone say, this is what I should do, Mm -hmm. or this is what I should consider? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. That's everything. Yeah. Yeah. And and we wouldn't take the time to consider it. Right. Right. And then the fact that they're telling me that this is what I should be doing or considering, that's that external talk. But then internally, I'm telling myself, oh, wait a minute, I've always done it this way. Yeah. Oh, my God. See, that's just. Yeah. Because I find myself even doing that a lot of times. And we and we're all so those are just human flaws. Yeah, like yeah, we're yeah, yeah. Trying to program that way to one. I mean, golly, the ego, man. Oh. You know that thing. <laughs> that thing right there. Right. <laughs> that thing right there. Yeah. Right? Um, <laughs> yes. So yes. I mean, that alone can get you kind of messed up. But, um, you know, it, it's also it's also emotion. So emotion is supposed to be a compass for us. But because we're so dysregulated, it doesn't serve us that way, you know. So the mm. the ego driving us in a direction to fuel and satiate that whatever that desire is, and and the combination of the dysregulated emotional intelligence, it it makes us move and and react as opposed to move and decide. Ah, oh my god. There's another gem. Okay, look, I myself gonna have to go back and listen to this replay because it's just so much here. So that, what did you say? This is dis, the emotional intelligence. You had a word in front of that first. 
disassociated. Yeah. yeah. Yes. (laughs) Disassociated emotional intelligence causes us to move and react. Mm -hmm. Yes. Choose. Instead of moving. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, Ashley. That's everything. And it does. It does. So then, and then we react sometimes in ways that we wish we hadn't. Yes. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We react in ways we wish we hadn't. And then the repercussions of that, then the stress, then that repeats itself, that cycle. And then before you know it, we're burned out. Yeah, we're burned out. The whole team's burned out. You know, spread it <laughs> around the office. <laughs> but yes, you've been, you, it's become contagious. It's right. everywhere. The team <laughs> and people see you coming, they go in the opposite direction because all of that. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Ashley, you have so well uh, contextualized that and how it manifests itself, mm-hmm. and, which is beautiful. So, okay, so so now we're in that, Ashley, and we're, you know, I'm hearing you, it's resonating with me. We're listening to you. We're like, okay, yes, get it. So what do I do? What are some of the things that I can do to prevent that cycle or to at least reduce it? I don't know. So- so it's a process to, okay. um, so it is a, a cycle that's natural and normal to the, the, the bio- biology of the human being, but, um, there are ways to reset it. And one of the things that, um, you know, because the idea of, um, I'm going to say spirituality, I don't know if that's going to turn people off, but the idea of spirituality has gone so mainstream, yeah. that, um, it confuses a lot of the population about what that means. And so, mm-hmm. What I'm going to say may kind of fall into that, but it's not the same thing. Okay. So, um, you know, one of the first things that needs to occur is personal and spiritual development. Hmm. Um, Sometimes, in fact, all the time, it shows up in the form of education first, conceptual knowledge. Okay. Um, And so, and that's usually where businesses and um, organizations stop. They say, I'm going to give you conceptual knowledge for you to use. And then it's up to the human to choose to use it. Right. Oh, very true. Yes. And yes. so what needs to happen for a lot of people and some organizations are kind of getting there. Um, it's now we need to empower you to use it. Mm. You have to yes. be from the external world that this internal information now is accurate and that I can act upon it. Yes. Yes. So not only organizations, you do the team building, you do the professional development, which is, okay, I give you all this information and knowledge, but now what needs to happen is let me now support you, empower you, let you know, yes, not only did I give you the knowledge and the information, but I now want you to implement it and use it. Yes. And I'm going to support you even, here's the challenging part, right? even when you're not so good at implementing it. Yes, that is the most important part because the first time you give anybody any type of conceptual knowledge, they will not get it right the first time. Absolutely. Not even get it right the second time. It may take up to six months up to a Mm. year to get ingrained as a habit or a pattern. Wow. And you know, like I know, because you've been in the environment like I have, we don't have the patience for that. No. Usually as, as leaders, we don't have the patience for that. 
And then we wonder why our team's performance reduces, Mm -hmm. why we have so many people that are either out sick or they're, you know, uh, taking leaves of absence or whatever. Yeah. It's because of that. For sure. For sure. Because it's the, it's, it's the constraint. So most organizations are focused on cost savings or either revenue generation yep. Yep. Um, and variations of whatever their goals are that fits under their KPI. And so we get like hyper-focused on this one thing and wow. we come up with some sort of arbitrary timeline. We'd be like, yeah, next year we're going to do this. <laughs> and it's, look, arbitrary, look, let's just be real. Like, it is. It is. Let's just be real. It is. It is. We're going to do this and we're going to do it within a year. No, no we're not. No, we're not. No, you're we're not. Way you said it. You already know what you said it. Exactly. Man. Exactly. Like, but as soon as we put it out there, and especially for us as leaders, right? We put yes. it out for our team and we give them the directive and they say, okay, well, we're going to do it. She said, do it. Let's go do it. And we're all running to the races. Mm. And at no point when we're on this, this race to, to hit this arbitrary timeline or this goal or whatever it is that we're trying to do, at no point do we stop and evaluate our team. <sighs> Ashley. Oh my gosh. That is so true. We do not do that. We don't pause to say, look, is everybody okay? Are you okay? Are you handling that? Is there something I can do for you? Are you feeling stressed? We we don't. We don't. We don't. But then we wonder why we get to that ninth hour or close to the 11th hour of that arbitrary timeline and find that we'd have this gap, this massive gap to the KPI. And then it's like, well, how in the, what the world? We missed the connection of the people. Oh, let me get the, here's more. So then now you like, wait a minute, I failed, right? (laughs) Boom, you're right. So now you all upset, right? We all upset. We burning up on the inside. Like, I can't believe I failed. How can I figure out what the problem is Mm. that caused me to fail? Wow. Actually, yes. That's exactly what happens. That's exactly what happens. And some leaders look for who was the problem. That too. Some, unfortunately, some leaders look for, okay, who can I shoot? Who, who? It's got to be a who, not a what, Mm -hmm. right? What happened? No, who was at fault? Who made me fail? Who caused this situation? Oh my gosh, that's so true. That's so true. Absolutely. Spot on. Spot on. Okay, so look, we got you know, this is what, when I get with guests like you and I look at the clock and I'm like, what the world? You can't tell me we got five, 10 minutes left. No, what the world? Because this, this is such, this is such a, a critical dialogue that we had, Ashley. And I, I just love how you, you put it all together, but how beautifully you connected it because it is real life of what we experience. And then put in the intersectionality of it all, of being a black or brown woman. Add that on to the now. Mix. Add that on 
to what we just talked about. Yeah. Right? So, you know, we got part two, guys. So I'm telling you, you, the part one's beautiful already. I know you're feeling it. Part two, you're not going to want to miss. But Ashley, before we get into sharing what part two is going to be like, can you give a few suggestions? You mentioned pausing and breathing, but what would be some other suggestions that you would give us as we find ourselves exactly in this spiral that you just talked about? For sure. So all of them are in an attempt to increase self-awareness. Okay. So the first step to even, so pausing and breathing is one thing, but then you have to pay attention to what's Mm. happening. Right. And so that's the part where we can, we can help support from the outside. Um, So one of the ways that I have found is very quirky, um, but does creating jewelry amulet this creation right with color and wrapping and you know handling and maneuvering it's very grounding and so um stones and anything that comes from the earth has a, a high vibrational energy that we get to also participate engage with that help is very very grounding in nature naturally um, and the process of actually manipulating the wire and the stone itself helps bring you back to present. And that's just one simple activity. It's actually really, really simple to do. Um, and I've done a ton of workshops with people where they've gotten um, really like they walk away and they're like, Ashley, what you do to me? I didn't do nothing. We just walked you through it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, but I want to share because I actually did. I went to a yoga um, retreat a few years ago. And part of that retreat, we did exactly that. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea why I was doing it. I had no idea. Yeah. But what I felt afterwards, phenomenal. Amazing. And, and I, it was totally new to me. And I kind of was sitting there thinking, what are we doing? Why am I making, why am I, what? <laughs> but it was, it really was. And so when, you know, some of you that are listening to this, you might say, hmm. I don't know if I'm feeling Ashley right now. Look, just be open. This is open, open-minded. Because yeah. we actually we're we're in this such high energized and sometimes negatively energized environment on a regular basis. And you know, I'm always open to ways that I can center myself, ground myself, relax, de-stress. Sure. And that's what this is all about. For Anything sure. else you wanted to share before we talk about? what we're going to talk about on the, on our next session. Cause I'm so excited about it. Cause it's so new to me and I want everybody to hear about it, but go ahead. For sure. So that was just one example, but anything that allows you to connect with your environment is also very, very helpful. That's so that's a very simple mindfulness tool. So if there's a nice. tree nearby, just go and stand and touch it. Um, if you, in a, you are in a space where you can take your shoes off and let your feet touch the ground. If you mm. can concrete or sit on the earth in some capacity. I mean, and it doesn't have to be weird. Like you don't have to, like, I know I sound weird when I'm (laughs) but it doesn't have to be weird. Like you can literally just walk up to a tree and just put your hand on it. Nobody will ever pay you any attention. And it'll just kind of bring you back to reality. And again, tap into high energy um, frequency that you can um, better align yourself. So that gives you the space to pay attention to what you have going on within you. Okay. I love it. I love it. And and it's all about that true self-awareness, right? Truly what's going on, not just in the head, but in the heart, in the, in the mind, in the body, in the spirit, uh, as well as in the heart. So I, I, I mean, I'm, I, it's all new to me, everyone, but I'm telling you, the more I get exposed and the more I open my mind and try things, 
the better I feel I am for it. And so one thing we're going to introduce you to, and you want to join us in the next session for this, is something called My Human Design. Mm -hmm. So Ashley told me about it, just a high level. I went out online and did mine. Mm -hmm. And so on the 21st, you want to join us for part two, because Ashley's going to step us through my results and what they mean. So just kind of high level, Ashley, what is my human design? So it's actually human design. So there are different like platforms oh, that are okay. yeah, like branding wise. I don't know like whose brand is what, but it's just okay. human design. Oh, just human. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's basically a combination of different sciences, like um, the Kabbalah, like astrology. And it's like, it combines all of that into this, like almost like a, a science, they call it a pseudoscience. And Essentially, you put your your birth date in and your um your name and all that information that it asks you for, and then it spits out a map of your literal human design. Yeah. And um, you know what's interesting about it is that first of all, I mean, unless you do years of study on this thing, like it's so detailed. I mean, there are numbers everywhere, there are gates everywhere. There's like there's so much information embedded into this this chart is fascinating. Um, but on the surface level, you get to learn your aura type, um, which your aura is your energetic field around yep. you. Um, your profile is what they call it. So I'll almost speaking to your natural subconscious and conscious processing. Yep. Um, and then some other aspects that talk about like what your ideal environment is like taking, you know, what type of foods you should probably be eating um, to help support balance within your human based off of the design. Um, And when I say that it's mind blowing, once you get like some awareness of it, like you don't even have to go into it deep. If you just get that, that overarching layer um, talked about, and it's almost, it shows up as a form of, um, I'm going to say shadow work. I, I hate using certain um, terminology, but it's, it's a form of shadow work. And so what that means is just getting to know the side of you that you keep hidden, that you lay, yeah. lay dormant or yeah. that is overexposed. And yeah. there's an aspect of you that, you know, there's a, on the flip side, there's a good part of you that you might be, you know, hiding. Yeah. Um, so um, working through some of those things is deeply transformational because some of that is based off of programming from when we were small, we yes. were told to do certain things a certain way. And it goes against our natural inclination to do certain things a certain yes. way. And yes. so for many of us, it actually can result and show up that um, that friction or the, the um, fragmentation can also actually show up in our bodies as illness or yeah. a contributing factor to stress. Yes. And it's a major contributing factor to stress. So those of you that, you know, that you've been hanging with me for a while, you hear me often say who you are personally is who you are professionally. And it's that connection to really under, because there's some things I had to unlearn Mm -hmm. for me to even be successful in my professional life. I had to unlearn them, right? I had to do so. And when I did this human design thing, I didn't realize my environment was mountains. But when I think about if I'm ever in the mountains, I can remember when I went to Asheville and I did the leaf tour, I was so like enjoying that and couldn't figure out why. But because I don't even, I mean, heights kind of freak me out, but I can be in a plane. And I was on that bus up going through the mountains. I was like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. 
human design said that my environment is the mountains. I was like, okay. Yeah. And here I thought it was the beach and the water because I'm like, not so much. Yeah. Not so much, honestly, right? Yeah. So it, it's, you know, so everyone, look, join us on the 21st because she's going to step through mine. And again, this is going to sound like a little different. But I, it's it's opening our minds and understanding, look, we have these environments that we deal in Monday through Friday, sometimes Monday through Sunday, nine to five, and they're stressful environments. And as black and brown women, we need every vehicle possible that allows us to center ourselves, allows us to come back to ourselves so that we can be our full, authentic, powerful, phenomenal selves. And that's what this is really all about. So you want to come back. On the 24th, 1st, excuse me, and it's right before Thanksgiving. I think it's perfect, right? Perfect timing that week. And you can join Ashley and I as she steps through the report of my human design for me, you know, for Linda, and actually share with you what it means. And believe you me, I'm going to take some aspects of it, especially around what I should be eating, because I know I don't always make the right choices. Something got to change there for sure. For sure. Ashley, this has been phenomenal as always. I really, really appreciate you. I can't wait for two weeks from now when we can just learn some more ways of really grounding ourselves and minimizing because burnouts unfortunately happens. But if we can find these ways to at least minimize the impact of it or eventually um, totally eliminate it or mitigate it, I think it'd be phenomenal for us overall. So Ashley, thank you so much. You're phenomenal. I appreciate your time. And again, you want to catch this on the replay or if you're catching on the replay, send Ashley a message, send me one. If you joined us live, I really appreciate you. Come back in a couple of weeks. I'm telling you, you will not regret it. Until that, until next time. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you so much. Take care, everybody. If you found this podcast empowering and are ready to master the skill that can take you anywhere, get my free guide, Workplace Confidence, in the resources section of this episode.